that's it. So many times, man, you've got to be, you know, there's, but for all of those, for one success story like that, for one Harrison Ford, there are who uh, countless other, you know, others who, you know, just didn't, you know, for whatever reason, luck, chance, whatever, you know, uh, but that, that's cool. But the stories that you have, I'm sure the, the, well, like the, like you just shared and like just the numerous other experiences that you read. I, I've never, I've never, uh, worked concerts before, but I have, uh, oh my goodness, Phil, I just remembered a job. <laughs> You have worked. But I didn't. No, no, no. It was so, what I was about to say, and I just realized I didn't write that down. I'm not even. I don't even want to say. I've worked something similar, where yeah. it's like, and for a very short period of time in like the entertainment, live entertainment kind of industry. And I'm like, this is nuts. This is it's fun and exciting, but you know, and that's the draw. But it's like this is. Should do regular people? Should I? Should I be doing this? You know, this. I can tell you the way I would tell other people that didn't understand what working at that job was like. I was like, it's like working on a pirate ship. It's like that level <laughs> of like degeneracy and just kind of yeah. like all out. I can tell you just like as a bonus story, and then we can leave that job behind. When <laughs> there was definitely big, big jobs that weren't just a staging crew. Sometimes it'd be a crew of. This is the staging crew. This is the audio video crew. And so we all had these kind of like homies that like, I didn't work with you every day, but we worked together a lot. And so we yeah. would kind of have this, like, I don't know. I don't know if you call it competition or, you know what I mean? Just healthy kind of ribbing each other. But um, when we had these decks on these trailers, you would have to, uh, it was on second Avenue in Nashville. So busy middle of downtown. And you'd have right. this 18 foot trailer that you would have to pull out and block the whole street and back it in and if you didn't back it in well you were really gonna piss off everybody on that street wait it's a one-way street waiting to just get where they're trying to go right and one time while this is happening luckily i wasn't the one driving it but everybody's you know kind of stopped because the trailer is um it's blocking all the cars uh this guy crispy we would call him his name was chris p much taller <laughs> six something you know, i'm five eight so he's got you know another half a foot or something on me comes up and does the move that they would call the hucklebuck where it's like they put you in a full nelson right so they get your arms up from like this and lift but he would lift you up in the air and then proceed to mocking mock you know like hump you from behind and so <laughs> chris p proceeds to come oh, up Chris, me Chris. in front of uh you know a an entire street of cars that are blocked for that's you great. know for this truck to get out of their way and i'm just like man man that's great that you know what i was thinking that's 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 hilarious that is something that you know i i can appreciate i can appreciate chris p i can i can appreciate that's that's such a such a jerk thing to do but it's done in fun you know and like that's, yeah yeah that's you know it was it was buddies having fun and and i don't I, it's like you say currently stressful or currently hilarious previously stressful previously yeah at stressful. the time it was not funny to me but like it's very right. easy to tell you about it uh and it so was, did he do that did he do that while you were like in the middle of with this 18 wheel i mean this 18 i mean i wasn't he, luckily I, I mean if i was no i was just hanging out maybe i was trying to like be like you know guiding the truck or something uh, yeah. i wasn't on it or in it he i was just out there where he could just come up and scoop me up real quick that's great i'm i'm imagining the people and they're like oh, so the, the people in like in traffic and I'm like oh this stinking freak 
trailer. What eight, what's going on? You know, I got to get out, get home or get to work or whatever. And, you know, who's this bozo out there? Come on. Does he even know how to guide someone back? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, man, and I had times, to put a little humor, a little fun. And some, you know what else? The So you're talking about downtown Nashville, right? And I've never been to downtown Nashville, but I know down, downtown Nashville is music. Right. There's yeah. I mean, it's right, right. Music and that venue or, or, you know, at that area where you were, uh, you know, you had that trailer. That's one spot in downtown Nashville. But that was happening multiple times throughout the day. I'm sure. And man, to live or work in or around that downtown Nashville and trying to get somewhere. And then this trailer, I can imagine because that's from what I've heard. It's like those small concerts are like nightly. Like you can just go and just oh, pop yeah. into a bar and you're like, oh, this is a great concert. You know, this is a great, great little uh, uh, gig here. And I can imagine just like getting stopped by three of those, you know, especially if most yeah, concerts are around the same time, you know, shows around the same time. So that means the prep has got to be around the same time. So just getting hit with like three trailers, just trying to get to work, you know, just, luckily just it wasn't that bad. I mean, this was kind of a unique experience because like, having that warehouse where it was in downtown nashville was it was short-lived because the real estate just like in so many cities like where i'm at in denver you know the real estate market went crazy that place got knocked down and it's now like a something like 15 story you know condo building and uh so most of those things that would be going on like that now these people you know they have a their warehouse on the you know, like a suburb or something and it, you know, it's it's totally different now. But back then, I mean, yeah, we were right in the thick of it. And that was because they'd been there for so long. Like the guy that ran this company, his dad started the company and he had kind of like oh, wow. taken it over, you know, after his dad passed away. So it, it was a cool time. You know, I won't lie. Yeah. It's fun to be able to tell that story. But I'm also like grateful that that's not not what I do right. on a daily basis that's, anymore. Yeah. That you said, you know what? AC. AC sounds really good right about now. There and that is look, I real quick, I just ran through this. This could be any week, any day of the week. Just ran through. Dude, I I would take I I here we would I would take the the group huge white conversion, not conversion van, uh like utility van, like the like the E300s, you know, the the uh the big Ford, you know, vans, uh what do they call it? Transport van. I forget, but you know, like it can fit yeah, yeah, 14 people, right? So I would put a bunch of people and we go to the neighborhood. I'm like, okay, you guys take that road. You guys take that street, hit them all. I'll meet you around the other side. You guys get in, go ahead and call me after the presentation. I'll come in and I'll show you. I'll wrap it up. I'll close it for you. I will make you money. Really every, every sale that you would make, every sale is 150 bucks. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm invested. I'm, I want you to make this money. You know, I want you to see that this is possible. You can make some money. Uh, so, uh, oh, where I was going with that. Either way, uh, it was, oh, I took, I, I took him in my van and I said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta swing by my house in my, in my neighborhood real quick. I just got to grab something and then we'll leave. And Jesse, Jesse was, he was my, one of my top managers for a while. Um, he was like, he was like, Aaron, Hey, Aaron, he's from Missouri. He's an inter. I got to get him on as a guest. He's an interesting dude. His, his stepdad was the president of the hell's angels in Missouri. Oh, wow. And Missouri was the meth capital of the United States. And it was run by his dad. You know, Whoa. I mean, it was his dad. It was crazy hearing his stories. So he goes, hey, Aaron, have you ever went ahead and knocked your neighborhood? 
you know, like went and wrote, and I said, no, he goes, oh, Aaron, guess what? I'm gonna make a sale in your neighborhood, which is like, you know, like in your face. And I said, go for it. This girl is her first day. She's like maybe 19 years old. Um, and she's with someone else. Yeah, she's with someone else. She goes and not one of my neighbors, she opened uh, the, the open door with a shotgun pointed at her. With and I was like, God. And so I come out of my house. I come out of my house like, um, let's go. And everyone's walking up like, and I'm like, what are y'all? I thought you were going to knock my neighbor. And this girl's just sobbing, sobbing. To, and I'm like, what is going on? We had to call the cops out. We had to, oh my God, we had to call the cops out. And then we had, a, and he, ha he had a, a, a mental handicap and it was oh, wow. wild. What was going on? We had, the, we've had the cops called on us. We had the cops calling us on us so many times because it was like, you know, someone's in my neighborhood going door to door. You know, I'm just, the cops have to respond, you know, and right, we're like, right. oh, this, of course, like, look, we get it. You're about safety. We're about safety. You know that how many people do you say you need an You're alarm? Like, I'm about or to just... turn this into a sale. <laughs> Officer. Always, I... always trying to, always trying to. Oh, that was another thing. I don't need the security arm. We have a, we have a, a police officer who works in the neighborhood, uh, who, who lives in the neighborhood. He's just down the street. Oh, you have a cop that lives in the neighborhood. Great. Well, you know that the cop shift is 12 hours on, 12 hours off, right? He's like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean. Do you think the cops are the bad guys are going to knock the door down when they see a cop car there? Because half the day that cop car is not there, and even if the cop car is there, he just worked for twelve hours. Yeah, he's working exactly. Oh, so um, so again, this is what I was saying. There's story after story I have. This is ridiculously insane. It was stressful. I had to be an office manager. I had to not often now the general manager. I had to get there at you know, nine o'clock, eight 30 in the morning, something like that, get everything kind of going. We had interviews coming in at 9 AM. So we had to get those going. Luckily when I became, or fortunately when I became the general manager, I was like, okay, we got to change up our practices, guys. I don't want to be dishonest about this. I want everything to, I want people to know up front, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're, this is what we're, we, we got going on and sell them on the idea that, yeah, you can do this because look, our, my salespeople make money. You know, if you want, you, you can do this. And when I started doing that, when I took over it, things shot up, things shot. Up. I'm, I'm like this with like the owner, his older brother, uh, uh, David's oh, younger brother, I'm sorry, is the main owner of the whole company. There's different offices. I, I'm like, I'm, he's like my brother now. I mean, I got really close with this family. Um, so I'll, I'll leave. And I, again, stories for days. Yeah. We got to revisit. Uh, this will be another episode for sure. There's no way. I, well, one of the, I wanted Curtis, his brother to be on the show to talk to because uh. he he's been doing it for he did kirby he's been doing he now he he lives in the same neighborhood that um was he sold the whole operations to adt adt was wow. like we don't they don't have a door knocking they were like you guys so we he bought the whole thing I wow how many millions of dollars oh he that's amazing he, he lives in the same neighborhood that um remember when tiger woods got into all that mess and everything. And like, he got hit by the car, the girl, the, his wife, like hit him with a car or something like that because she, she found out he cheated on her. He was oh, yeah, cheating okay, on yeah. a lot. He, that's a, a neighborhood in Orlando called Windermere in Kissimmee. Okay. Like that's where, so he's that's doing where Tiger Woods. He's doing that level. Well. He has Tiger Woods there, level. <laughs> there used to be a, a Netflix documentary. It might still be on. It's called the palace of Versailles. And it mm. was about the most successful, um, timeshare owner, like the most successful, and he was building the largest house in, the, in like residential house in the world.
like the largest residential in a neighborhood. And it was about uh, a block away from where Curtis lived. I mean, that's, wow. that's the level where, yeah, beautiful, great, great guy. Love him, love him to death. David, I became close with David because it was like, he, I saw there was good, there was something really amazing and, and, and soft and gentle there. And he, but there was also those flaws and there was, uh, a wildness about him. I mean, he would take people out into the field. Oh yeah. I would start around eight, eight 30. And then I would do the training and then we'd be out in the field and I wouldn't get back to the office until like 10 o'clock at night, nine 30, 10. Cause they're, because we'd be miles away or like, you know, maybe the next city over or something. And we'd have one person that got in late to a house and yeah, yeah. I've got to go in there. It, it might be a hard sale or whatever. And now we're not getting out until nine. And then it was a, it was a wild, wild time. Um, but I learned so much from this man, this man throughout all this wild, I mean, I came, I got close with him. He would, um, come over to my home. He, I, he came to church with me. Like I, we, we got, you know, tight. He's passed away since then. I'm going to leave with this story. And this, and this sums up, I, I don't want to leave it with the idea that of a really negative idea about, about David, you know, he, cause he was. Uh, he would give. Oh, that's one thing. I, he would give. He never, even when he was getting all this money and had this huge salary and everything, he would almost always be broke because he would just buy things compulsively and then give them away. He, and he would give people money. He would, I mean, just like, what do you need? And, and I'd ask him, he's like, look, man, I, he grew up, he never graduated high school. He dropped out when he was 15 years old and he started um, selling Kirby's door to door because his dad was selling. No, no, no. He he just, he was the one who he started selling Kirby's door to door, 15 years old. They thought he was 18 years old. He lied and he was still getting money. He, by the age of 17, he had done so well that he was eligible to open up his own office. His own, he was top in the nation multiple wow. times. He, by 17, I mean, this guy, he's, he's really like, there's a genius about this man. Um, and they had to actually wait for his 18th birthday. Cause he told me, they were like, Hey, you can open your office and you got to pay all this. And you know what your driver's license. They looked at it and they're like, what, what, like, you know, what is your, you're not, you know, 18. And they had to wait his 18th birthday. It was a big party and everything big. Cause he opened up, he was able to open up his office on wild, wild stuff. Um, very smart guy. So, um, I was, I was frustrated because I, it was right when I took over the office, we weren't making any sales because I didn't know how to do the field work, you know, and yeah. he was, and, and David was running the St. Pete office, but he lived in, you know, by the, by the Tampa office. And I was like, man, I was like, dude, can you help me with, I need to go. I, I need, can, I need to see from you. He's like, Aaron, just go out and do it. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I said, I've got, I, and of course the way I said, it, I was like, look, man, I'm looking at the best person in this industry. I said, I would really appreciate to learn from the best person in this industry. He goes, okay, fine. We'll go out. This is great. He said, we'll go out uh, around two o'clock, three o'clock, and me and you, we'll send the team, me and you, and I will show you, we'll, we'll close up a bunch of deals. Cool. He comes to the office around five o'clock. From two o'clock to five o'clock, he's on the phone with me, you know, calling, texting. I'm on my way. I'm almost there. I'm almost there for three hours, right? <laughs> three hours. He gets there at five. He's like, okay, hey, I gotta, I gotta do some. So he goes into my office, which was his old office. And he's like smoking a cigar and stoke. I mean, he always have a Ziploc bag of like probably about 600, $700 worth of cigars, you know, always. And he, hey, here's a cigar and he's smoking it up. And, uh, 
And I'm like, hey, man, anytime I got a family, I, I got my wife to go get to. Can we? Yeah, I got to make these phone calls. And he's on the phone. He's yelling. He'd always use the bathroom and make phone calls on the toilet and be. And I think he had IBS. Like he would mess that bathroom up and he'd be like loud. He'd be like, well, let me tell you, if you want to get a system, then I dude, it was. So, and he did that. <laughs> just it farting and stuff in the background. Like, dude. Oh, God. It was, oh, man, I have an awesome other story about David. Another time he took me out. The second time he took me out. Or what? Are the, yeah, I think the second time. So, anyways, uh, he, so he's, I'm there waiting. I'm fuming. I'm like, this, you know, it's, it's in, it's uh, towards the fall, winter. So it's already six, seven o'clock, seven, seven, eight o'clock at night. It's nighttime. It's dark. And he goes, he comes out of the office. All right, Aaron, let's go. Let's go. I go, go where? He's like, no, come on. We're going to go. We're, we're going to go get a deal. We're going to go get a deal. Yeah, yeah. I know a place. I know a place around here. So we go back around. There's a spot near Brandon, the area called Plant City. Plant City is the uh, the strawberry capital of the world, right? So a lot of farms, a lot of migrant workers. He's like, I remember driving. I saw a trailer park around here. They were going to go in there. And I was like, a trailer park? He was, hey, people in trailers, they definitely need security. And, you know, we just got to get them taken care of. So we go to this trailer park. But while we're driving around, we get to, like, this area. And he sees, like, there's, like, a field and, like, um, a fence. And he sees, like, a house over, like, we're not, I don't even know how we to get to it. And he sees lights on. And he goes, that's a sale. Just, that's a sale. What? Okay. I'm like, whatever, let's just go. So we go to this trailer park. It is not a trailer park. It is a, um, it's the, the living area for the migrant workers. So these migrant workers, the, the farms would have like these areas that like a trailer park, but it was, it was just trailers and the migrant workers would live there. Okay. So he go, we go and we, he sees a one with like lights on. He goes, come on, let's go. We get up. He knocks on the door. This guy opens the door, a Mexican guy opens the door and he goes, Hey, how you doing? My name is David. Blah, 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 blah. And he's doing the whole ship, the whole thing. And he's like, I'm, I'm not even exact. I'm toning it down. This he, Hey, how you doing? My and he's always talking like this. Hey, my name's David. Uh, we're over here at ADT. This is my, this is my uh, trainee, Aaron. And, da, da, da. and he's very, uh, you know, expressive. And he goes, Hey, let me go ahead and take a look back. And he, he realizes that the guy, there's a language barrier. He goes, I see you have a, a sliding glass door. It's a single wide trailer. There's no sliding back door. He goes, let me go ahead and take a look at that. He starts wiping his feet. The guy turns to the side, lets him in. David starts going in the field. Yeah, you know, we're going to da 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 And he goes, and he, in the middle of the sentence, he goes, yeah, da da you don't understand a word I'm saying, do you? No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay, it's fine. Don't worry. Aaron, you speak Spanish. He's like, you're Cuban. You speak Spanish. I go, dude, not even conversationally not even to get by bear and he goes nah that's fine so he goes mira mira uh so tu quieres uh seguridad uh so uh yo tengo seguridad para ti and he's like i'm like and it's it's actually kind of impressive like he knows enough to make that sale and he goes yeah we'll just go ahead and fill out the paperwork and he's filling some paperwork and it's like one of those three carbon copies you got to press start and he's like yeah your name uh su nombre okay very good um uh what is uh the the uh, uh direction uh, address okay very good very good no you're gonna love this you're gonna love it it's great it's great uh and uh, and he, he smiles he goes what's your social security number <laughs> knowing this guy doesn't have a social security number and he goes Nah, we're, we're good we're good uh a date of birth and he goes let me call it in and he calls it in and immediately it's like credit fail you know, there's no credit and you need 
credit. He goes, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so don't worry about it here. And he kind of rips up. He goes, oh, we'll, we'll come back. We'll call you. We'll get in touch with you, blah, blah, blah. And we leave. I'm like, and at this point, I'm fuming. I want, I just need to learn how to close it, how to do business. Cause I want to be successful. I'm young. I'm energetic. I'm, I'm hungry. And then we're just driving around, just driving. Around. He's like, uh, uh, and he goes here, let's go in here. And he pulls up into a house lights on two cars. It's almost nine o'clock at night, almost nine o'clock at night goes knocks on not the front door, but like the carport door. That's like bold, right? Like who knocks on the carport door? Yeah. Who does that? Only friends and family, you know, he knocks on the carport door. This little old lady comes to the door. It's like, hello. I mean, like eighties, right? Hello. Hey, how you doing, ma'am? And he still rough, but softer. Hey, how you doing, man? My name's David. We're 80. Hey, let me go ahead and say, and we're in. And I'm like, okay, we are, what are we doing here? And he starts, and we're at the dinner table and he starts going into the whole explanation. He's like, yeah, da, da, da. and she's like, oh, well, okay. He's like, okay, let's go ahead and get this. And he starts filling out the paperwork. And then the, uh, and he, I noticed something he would go, he'd be talking about the whole, well, what if this happened? And he's to explain the features and benefits and he's very expressive. And he gets, as he's talking, he gets, he's like, and you wouldn't want that. And he gets, his hand gets closer every now and then. And then uh, almost to right about the toucher. Almost, a, and he and he pulls back and da da da, and then he ends up talking da da da, and he ends up touching her arm, touching her hand, touching her arm, and then like twenty minutes in, he's like rubbing her arm. He's like, yeah, yeah, and they're chums. I'm like, what? It, it is mind boggling to me. Like, what is this? Shouldn't be happening. It's like nine thirty at night. We're inside the stranger's home. This little old lady. That it, what is going on? And then her her son comes home. Her son lived on the property. Her son, or like in the uh, on the property, there's another house in the back. Her son comes in. He's like, "Hey, I saw a big van out front, and my mom's lights on. What's going on? Oh man, dude, I'm I'm so glad that you're here. We were just getting your your mom protected, and I know she's been talking about you. I know you want her protected. You want her to be safe, and and he starts doing the whole thing, the whole spiel again, because he is not because he doesn't want this thing to cancel. That's his fear. You walk out that door, and then they they call up and cancel, right? And he's doing the whole thing. He does it again. He goes to touch him. No, pull back, touch. Him. And the next thing you know, he's touching his arm. He's like, he's like, hey, hey, hey. he writes his house. He writes her house. You know, uh, he closed the sale on both of them. At the end, they're all, and I'm sitting there. This, this was an hour and a half long uh, situation. And I'm sitting there like going from annoyed, pissed off to, to like intrigued and confused and then in awe i'm like what i can't believe he's crushing this he leaves they thank him they hug him he hugs them he's like i, I wish you the best god bless you and genuinely and i'm like this is insanity insanity this guy just showed up at these people's home a complete stranger in a big white van with <laughs> tinted windows you know and and the sold two systems right then and there and i was amazing and he goes and then he goes he goes you know what now there's you know i gotta use the bathroom. you mind if i use the bathroom he would always do this he would always go i'm gonna use the bathroom and he'd be in there for like 10 15 minutes in the bathroom on the phone or make it in a stranger's home and he's like aaron go ahead and fill out the paperwork and i'm like filling out the paperwork he comes back hey thank you guys so much hugs bye gone and we're driving back i'm quiet back to the office which is only a 10 minute right we're right around the corner and I was quiet. 
And I think he understood why I was quiet and he was quiet too. We get to the office. He's like, come on out. He was like, Hey, uh, I want to process this paperwork real quick so we can get it in. I wouldn't need to get the prop. So he on the computer processing up and I'm in the office with him. I said, Hey man, I don't know if you recognize this, but like you, you almost touch, like, it's like you built up to touch the person. Uh, why, why was that? He goes, well, I couldn't just touch them. The first sentence, that would be weird. You know, I had to get them prepared for the, for me to touch them. I was like, excuse me. And he said, from all the craziness, all the wildness, he's got a stogie in his mouth. He's exhausted because he was an insomniac. He would never sleep. I mean, he was the other job that I saw him in. I would see him all hours of like, he would not sleep. And so, and he, it, something switched when I said, Hey, I said, but why do you, why, why are you touching him? And he says, he said, Aaron, one time I was watching a documentary and I was like, what is this guy? He goes, I'm watching a documentary. And in this documentary, they're running a, 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 a study. And the study was, or the, the study was it pay phones. It was a pay phone in New York. And they would, they had a camera set up on that pay phone and they would put a quarter in that, in the return. And anytime someone put their finger in there and got found a quarter and kept the quarter, uh, and took the quarter, uh, uh, somebody else would come up and say, Hey, uh, uh, do you, I, I think I left a quarter in there. Did you find a quarter? Like I, you know, I, I, I put a quarter, I think it went in there and he goes, and every time that that happened, every time the person said, Nope, didn't find a quarter, but every time that, but then the other, the other side was then sometimes they'd go up and say, Hey, uh, did you, uh, did you see a quarter? And he would touch him on the arm. The guy would touch the other guy. And every time there was physical human contact, the person would tell the truth. And he said, so I understand. He goes, and what that proved was that human contact invokes trust. So I need to have that human contact, especially if I don't know them, that physical contact, but I can't just go out and touch them right off the bat. And then he looked at me and he goes, and got back on the computer. And I, he knew, he knew specifically he understood the method to his madness and he could explain it this guy was on another level he taught me many times i have thought about starting a podcast or just a video series of uh lessons learned from david because for the two and a half years that i worked for him and for the year and a half uh, two years until when until he passed which wasn't a long, long time. The impact that this man made on me was profound. The impact this man made on other people, negative and positive. There wasn't anyone who's like, David, I'm not sure if I met. No, <laughs> if you met David, you, you knew, knew David, you knew him. local vendors in the area. I'd be like, Hey, yeah, we're coming over. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah. Cause he would just go everywhere and talk to everyone and just force his his communicate his conversation himself on other people to the and he was relentless to the point where they were like all right i guess i'm listening to this guy i guess i'm listening to this guy broadcast of the MSP Media Network.